Holy Gospel according to Luke, the third chapter. Glory to you, Lord. As the people were filled with expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but the one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven opened up, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form, like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be Grace and peace to you this day from the Triune God. Amen. Some of you may have noticed that I don't always begin with the blessing that we we get from Paul's letters, where he says, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I don't usually begin that way, because it seems like that intro, that blessing, is missing someone. As a church, especially in the mainline Protestant churches, I think we tend to ignore the Holy Spirit. We make the Spirit almost an afterthought. We see the importance of the God the Father and God the Son. We center our faith on those two persons of the Trinity. But the Spirit? I mean, what do we do with her? When I was a child, we referred to the Spirit as, what, did, what was the other name we heard from the Spirit? Ghost. Holy Ghost. Maybe that's where I almost see a disconnect. <clears throat> to think of the person of God like being a ghost. I mean, I've watched enough TV in my life. I mean, even as a kid, I watched Scooby-Doo. I watched Casper. Yes, he was a friendly ghost, but he was a ghost. I've been trained to be scared of ghosts. Luke 24, after Jesus' death and resurrection, while Jesus' disciples were talking about what had happened, Jesus appeared and greeted them. They were afraid and terrified because they thought they were seeing a ghost. I have to wonder if our disconnect with the Holy Spirit has to do with understanding her to be a ghost, something to be afraid of. So we, we actually make her less important. We make her a demigod, a god that is under the more powerful god. We really don't need her. I can earn my salvation myself. So I, I, I can't earn my salvation myself, so of course I need Jesus. I can't create 
create all of creation, so of course I need the creator. But I don't need the spirit. I can do it all myself, all that she does. I can do that. Because sometimes I feel like I'm fine with the duality and God being only father and son. But then I am denying the truth of who God is. Because then I need to remind myself of who this triune God is. So who is the Holy Spirit and why do we need her so bad? I invite you to hear Martin Luther's explanation of the third article of the Creed, something that many of us were required to memorize as kids. And as I read this, I invite you to think about today's readings, and maybe later today reread the readings through um, what I have said today. But I also want you to think of Caroline and Chase's baptism and even your own. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sin, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. What does this mean? I believe that by my own understanding or strength, I cannot believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. But instead, the Holy Spirit has called me through the gospel enlightened me with her gifts, made me holy, and kept me in the true faith, just as she calls, gathers, enlightens, and makes holy the whole Christian church on earth, and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one common true faith. Daily in this Christian church, the Holy Spirit abundantly forgives all sins, mine and those of all believers. On the last day, the Holy Spirit will raise me and all of the dead and will give to me and all believers in Christ eternal life. This is most certainly true. I don't know about you, but this explanation of, by Luther reminds me exactly why I need the Holy Spirit, not just in my life, but in the life of the world. The word spirit in Greek is paraclete, I remember. It's paraclete. It can also mean breath and wind, a visual of the work that she does. The Holy Spirit is the breath that breathes life into us. She is the one that I call when I placed my hands on Caroline and Chase, when I prayed, sustain Chase and Caroline with the gift of your Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence both now and forever. Amen. The Holy Spirit was called when I was baptized, when you were baptized, Holy Spirit was called when I was confirmed, and in the laying on of hands at my ordination, 
we called for the Holy Spirit to come and work and, and work in and through me as I walk with you and all people on this journey we call life. The Holy Spirit hasn't just been in those holy moments alone, but through everything we experience in life. The Holy Spirit is with us, calling us, encouraging us, driving us forth. The Holy Spirit has and will continue to work in all of our lives. On this day, and every day, we need to give thanks for the person we call the Holy Spirit and recognize what she did, does in and through us. We need to continue to pray for the work of the Holy Spirit in the lives of Chase and Caroline and all who gather in the name of the Triune God. We need to recognize that the Holy Spirit is not a demigod, is not less than the Father and the Son. In closing, I want to proclaim to you the beginning of the part of the Athanasian Creed, a creed that we don't, we don't, we don't recite together enough. It says, we worship one God in Trinity, and the Trinity in unity, neither confusing the persons nor dividing the divine being. For the Father is one person, the Son is another, and the Spirit is still another. But the deity of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is one, equal in glory, co-equal in majesty. Thanks be to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, we 